0: Welcome! player one. Ready? Go!
1: Welcome to Player One on Sin. That's right, Player One on Sin. My name is Jacob and I'm joined by Nathan, Tom and Zach, and tonight we have an unbelievably exciting show coming up. We're going to talk about all sorts, but most excitingly, we do have an interview with the one, the only, Grant Kirkhope. For those who don't know, Grant Kirkhope is, you know, a little bit famous, he's from the one and only Banjo-Kazooie, he did the DK rap, he's worked in Minecraft, he has worked with Mario. He was the voice of Donkey Kong for quite a while, so get excited for that. But before we can get into any of that, we have to tell you where you can find us in case you miss said interview. Now, you can find us on Player One at Omni, Apple Podcasts, Sp- uh, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Or you can find us on our socials at, at Player One on Twitter or Instagram. Check us out there, and we're going to go straight into our first song of tonight. That is the introduction from Pokemon Snap here on player one tom what's the rapid fire news for
0: this week first of all i'll take it a bit slow with the rapid fire news with this first bit of uh news kentaro miura the creator of uh berserker berserk the manga uh has been announced that they've passed away sadly uh but on some more light-hearted stuff which is the rest of the news it has been discovered that the legend of zelda ocarina of time's tech demo had portals very original not a copy of valve in any way totally
2: Sorry, a portal the movie South is in development. After it.
0: A portal movie is in development at Warner Brothers. The project is headed by none other than J.J. Abrams. A source within Ubisoft has revealed that Watch Dogs was originally a driving game. Maybe that's why it was bad. Based Square Enix <laughs> is reportedly announcing a Souls-like fantasy at E3. Rockstar is co-founding a record label. Sony has denied that it is working on a God of War movie. Fantastic. Focus on the game, please. More images of Tom Holland's Nathan the Drake have been released. Netflix is seemingly attempting to start making video games after hiring a gaming executive. This is a little known fact. Netflix actually has a few video games on their Netflix store, and they are all Choose Your Own Adventure videos, and that's a video game. You can't change my mind. An Easter egg has been found in the original Xbox. If you rename a soundtrack to the title Timmy with 26 wires, among many other things, a credit sequence that lists those who worked on the original Xbox Xbox dashboard can be unlocked. Overwatch 2 will ditch the 6V6 nature for the first. Now it will be a 5v5 dropping the one tank uh, into... yeah. the second Sonic, the Hedgehog movie will apparently use the events of the third game and knuckles. a GDA 5 player. Oh, that was a tongue twister for some reason. Beat the game without taking any damage on stream and it only took nine hours to complete. John McClane and Rambo have finally made their way into Call of Duty and Xbox and Bethesda, now both being Microsoft products, are going to host a joint E3 conference. And finally, eBay has banned the sale of adult-only games. Following the rest of this news will be some new releases and with that will be Zach. That's me. Uh, so on June 1st, we have Ghosts and
1: Goblins Resurrection, which is coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Operation Tango, which is coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Stonefly coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online expansion Gates of Oblivion coming to Stadia and PC. Uh, single stadia release uh, world, of War- world of warcraft burning crusade classic coming to pc wreckfest coming to playstation 5 then on june 3rd we have pro cycling manager 2021 coming to pc tour de france 2021 big 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 day for cycling coming to playstation 5 xbox series x s playstation 4 xbox one and pc and then on June 4th, we have Evergate coming to PlayStation 5 and uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. The Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And The Persistence coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X/S. slash S. Is... What a week of gaming. Sorry to cut you off there. What and... a week. Two cycling games on the same day. <laughs> Who, who let that happen? I'm very curious to know. know what exactly pro-cycling manager is. It, I'm guessing it must that. be like football manager. The, the one that I want to question is World of Warcraft Burning Crusade Classic. I thought the point of World of Warcraft Classic was that it didn't have any of the expansions and that's why people liked it. I mean, I guess if I it brings have in money, no Blizzard will do it. Well, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it will get the money and people do like WoW, so... Mm. it's a classic and, and to quickly correct something that uh, tom missed and that's okay we all miss things in the rapid fire oh. uh, square enix is and uh, reportedly announcing a souls-like final fantasy game at e3 so oh, my bad. Uh, my, i'm very curious to know what that's <laughs> going to look like and all that but yes that is very 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 exciting and we're going to go to, to a song that just about as exciting actually this is misty by nate wants to battle here on player one on sin with Tom, Zach, Nathan, and Jacob.
2: Leon Bridges from Sin's Sweet 16 playlist, which you can listen to on the Sunday Suites channel. Uh, you're listening to Player One on Sin with me, Nathan, as well as Zach, Tom, and Jacob. Right now, we're talking about what games we've been playing. Um, Zach, you go. <laughs>
1: I will go. I have been trying to get a little back into Final Fantasy 14, uh, which is the MMO. Um, and it's been, it's pretty good. Like it's weird. I don't play a lot of MMORPGs. I never really got into any of them. Uh, and I've only got the demo version, which to be fair is very big. Um, so it's not too bad at all. Um, and it is more, it's fairly single player friendly, which I like, cause I'm not playing with other friends. No one else that I know was playing it at the moment. So it, it's nice to have a game that has sort of a decent story to it. And it feels like, you know, it was designed for the lone player quite well except that the combat is paced so slowly at the start and it is starting to get better and I've heard it does have a bit of a grind that once you get through it does get quicker it does get more interesting but man the first few missions are so tedious it takes so long to get through them which means it's just like any other Final Fantasy (laughs) you're right you're right Yeah. yeah I mean okay some of them had good openings but a lot of them had a lot of just Bring me this, please. I feel like that's a bit more of a RPG in general. A staple of the RPG yep. is the yep. the opening is either really interesting or absolutely terrible. Yeah, um, pretty much. Something that's not terrible. I'm going to move on to the game I've been playing, and uh, I've kind of just gotten into streaming. I'm not going to hype myself up, but I've been playing Stardew Valley, uh, oh. things, and completely started a new file. And this is my second proper playthrough of the game. And oh my god, I, I remember like now I'm realizing why I fell in love with this game, uh, over things like Animal Crossing or anything else. Really, Harvest Moon also comes to mind. And I will say for anyone who hasn't played it, if you're into the farming sim, if you like things like Minecraft because of the more relaxing nature, you will adore Stardew Valley because of its pacing. It is unbelievably good. It is charming as all heck. and it's so easy to just get lost in, although I will say, for streaming, be be ready to get background music ready, because that game drops in and out of its music a lot more than I thought it did. Um, so that was fun. But anyway, Tom, how
0: about you, my dude? Well, I've been playing the regular competitive games, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, Some League of Legends, Apex, but I, this week I dabbled back into a bit of Dead by Daylight, and I just love I just love playing it. I, I don't know what it is with me in the horror genre. Dead by Daylight's not typically too scary, but there's some times where the excitement, I just love getting scared. And Dead by Daylight, I love getting scared of the fact that I'm bad and everyone else is better than me. Uh, it used to be a game that I was really good at, and then the meta changes, and then everyone else is better than me, and I start having a freak out. But, you know, I, I relaxed a bit with my other competitive games. Yeah, that's actually all I've been
1: playing. (laughs) I will say, before we pass off to Nathan on the last one, there is a little bit of uh, Dead by Daylight news that I only literally just saw. Yes. Uh, Leon Kennedy and Jill Valentine alongside Nemesis Mm -hmm. uh, from Resident Resident Evil 2 and 3, respectively, are being added to the game, so...
2: Ooh, yeah, that's it a is. Big one.
0: It is exciting. They're also going to add zombies to the game. Uh, when you're fighting mm-hmm. Nemesis, that'll be interesting. They can uh injure you. It'll be. It'll be cool. We'll see. It'll be a big shift in the game's play as well. Also, as there I- was a leak that Resident Evil uh Leon would be having a skin in Siege for Lion. Oh, yeah! Ooh. A lot of hype around Resident Evil at the moment. Apparently,
1: I will also say it'll be fun to watch. Uh... Leon Kennedy and Pyramid Head interact. So fingers crossed to see that a little bit more often. But
0: Nathan?
2: I'm going to be very, very boring because, uh, 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 yeah, I've just been playing Minecraft a bit more and also watching Satisfactory. <laughs> yes, I'm very boring. Not boring hey, nothing, at all. nothing
1: wrong with Minecraft. Nothing wrong with sticking to the classics. It's good for a reason, it's popular for a reason.
2: Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I've actually been playing two mod packs. I've been playing the Diary 20 pack, which is made by a YouTuber called Diary Twenty, 20, who is pretty good. And also the Sky Bees pack, which is a Sky Factory, like a Sky Block pack where you um, get all your resources from bees, <laughs> which is like weird, that. but kind of cool. Um, like yeah, and I've actually been playing those for my YouTube channel. Very nice. Uh, I
1: think we're going to throw to a song now. So this is, is this how you feel? You just heard once in a lifetime by adult oriented pop and what a convenient name, because this is a very adult oriented uh, segment here. Now Twitch, for those who don't know recently, there have been people who have been having hot tub streams. So essentially they'll sit in a hot tub uh, or bath or pool or whatever and stream, They used to do it under the just chatting um, category on Twitch. But after recent calls for people to uh, be banned and taken down or Twitch to take action on some of these because they don't seem to be very safe for work, uh, Twitch simply said no. Uh, And I'll put the question out to people. Does Twitch need to be age gated? I'm gonna jump in and say I think okay, what Twitch have done here is putting a band aid over the issue. It's saying yeah, we're getting we're giving them their own category so that people can avoid them if they want, but they're not really taking action. Here's the thing: I don't think that these sorts of streams shouldn't exist. I don't think they need to not exist because they they clearly have an audience. They clearly get views, and that's fine. But I do think, honestly, in order to protect themselves more than anyone else, Twitch do need to have some way to moderate content. Let's face it, a lot of kids go on Twitch and a lot of this content is, as you said, not very safe for work. So I think in order to really, you know, protect people, adding in some form of moderation, adding in some sort of, you know, parental controls or something would be kind of beneficial for Twitch. It would make it easier for that sort of content to be filtered out, not just for
0: kids, but for just maybe even for people who just don't want to see it, who, you know, that's fair so you raise a point zach that this is has an audience there are people who are coming to watch uh, hot tub beach like bikini related streams and who is that audience is something i want to ask Uh, like that large audience is something that brings to issue i think what a lot of people have right like Often people arguing that these are this is the children who are watching the majority of these people who are what coming, the underage audience. The audience,
1: as you said, are younger boys, maybe just starting to go through puberty, um, who are going to find mum and dad's credit card for Mm. the pretty uh, the pretty man or woman on stream. And
0: there is Twitch has a very strong place in culture at the moment where it is able to be less taboo than, say, if you were to spend that money on actual adult live streaming. Uh, And Twitch, therefore, is put in a very complicated space where they don't really know how they can enforce any rules and also they don't know what's clearly wrong and how to definitively draw the barrier between what is sexually explicit content and what is content.
1: Yeah, like I said, what they've done at the moment is very much putting a band-aid on the issue. I just I don't think that they can really just say these sorts of this sort of content isn't allowed on our platform at all out of the blue. There needs to be some sort of not precedent, but something more to it than just outright banning a lot of this content. I agree completely. I honestly think that the best way Twitch, and this is why I put out the the age gate question. Uh, maybe the best way for Twitch to look at this is to have streamers and actual content creators be able to put an age limit on what they play. So for example, uh, Twitch is mostly a, maybe not mostly, but it is largely uh, a place for video games. Surely Twitch would have something in line to lock out younger viewers from watching a game that may be MA15 plus or R-rated or whatever the equivalent is in the US or other countries. Um, and you could add this to things like just chatting and hot tub streams and so on. Um, I guess more so to avoid that kind of thing without also just striking and um, you know, randomly attacking people who may be perceived as uh, attractive to a particular audience because that's what a lot of people are worried about with an age gate uh, or Twitch putting down the banhammer, hammer is that they might grab the wrong people. Mm, but I do know Twitch has an option to set a stream to have mature audiences or to only allow mature audiences, although I don't know how robust that option really is. Um and I don't think judging by the fact that this has happened and there is a controversy going on, it's definitely not enough.
0: Um As well, how does a platform like Twitch enforce
2: an age gate? Mm. And how does something like that? Yeah, become... like even like even like I, I think it's very hard to enforce an age gate over the internet. Like, cause you can't really look at someone's ID or something and say, Oh, they're 18. Mm. You, like you just have to trust the person on the other side is saying their age. Right. Like, you know, a lot of the time as, as a kid, like when I'd go to websites, I'd say I was born in like 1700 or something, you know? <laughs> mm.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a sort of contentious issue and it feels like one where Twitch can't really win either way. Uh, But I don't think us, we're going to come up with a solution here. So for now, we're going to go to a song. Uh, This is the Overwatch Epic Rap by Dan Bull. You're listening to Player One. on. And the song you just
0: listened to was All Things Come In Time by My Giddy Aunt. And that's not my personal aunt who's giddy. That is the band's name. Now, this is a notable year, 2021 lot's going on but what happened 30 years ago guys something very important happened 30 years ago i know was, this one yeah well, well what is it
1: uh, this little blue blooman appeared on the scene and kind of changed video games it's oh yeah i was gonna say since. um
0: i was gonna say that like someone was born probably notably famous but sure sonic came out 30 years ago. And in celebration, Sega has some announcements for us this year. But I'm going to lend to someone who actually knows anything about Sonic and maybe the biology of hedgehogs. Jacob, could you? what do you predict will be coming?
1: Okay, so for a little bit more reference, as of recording, so we are recording on the worst time ever to record for this, considering Sonic's announcement time. Uh, we are recording Wednesday, the 26th of May. In Australia, Mm. the announcement takes place at 2 a.m. on the 27th of May. So this will happen in a little bit. Six hours. Lucky for us, we can have a bit of fun predicting it. And you guys can tell us whether or not we're right or wrong. And honestly, I think this year could be big. Um, Sonic either gets its anniversaries perfect or terrible. The 10th anniversary was Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, the 15th was Sonic 06. The 20th was uh, Sonic Generations. And then the 25th, I believe, was Sonic Mania uh, on and Forces. So a bit of a mixed bag there. No, it was Boom. It was Boom. I remember that. Um, <laughs> so they've had on and off years with this. And I think this year they're going to play it a little bit more safe and release a collection. And this is kind of based on different stores Releasing listings for a Sonic the Hedgehog collection. Uh, things seem to be similar to the Mario 3D collection. Um, I've seen rumors that this will probably have Sonic 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, CD, and Mania alongside a couple, a collection of one or two 3D games that were maybe higher praised, maybe a Sonic Unleashed or a Sonic Colors. Maybe even if we're lucky, fingers crossed a re-release of Sonic Adventure 2. Maybe one, but I'm more I'm more on the boat for two. Um, at the same time, don't expect much. Obviously, the Sonic team and Sega as a whole have been ravished by COVID-19, as has many other company, uh, and Sonic and Sega uh, aren't necessarily um, in the place to release massive games, as many would think they would be. Uh, at least, I don't think they would be myself. Um, obviously with the success of the Yakuza franchise and things like that and then really noticing that that's doing well I feel like Sega's taking a bit of the manpower behind Sonic and moving it away um, which may or may not be a good thing for the franchise but fingers crossed we also probably will hear about the new Sonic Netflix series Sonic Prime so keep an eye out for that. Zach, you You think we'll hear more about the Sonic 2 movie? Ah. Uh maybe maybe it's the sonic movie is a hard one because it's not done by sonic team um however i would not be surprised if we see our first trailer. oh pardon me um i would not be surprised if we see our first trailer um for the movie there Uh, i feel like this one could be a big one and if the you know listings were right about sonic 3 and the rumors about the Sonic movie being based on Sonic 3 are uh, correct, it kind of just falls all together um into the crunk meme of it's all coming together. Uh, but Zach, I, I know you're you've got some opinions. Where do you think this could go? Yeah, well first I want to just carry on with what you were saying about the Yakuza franchise and say that it's much better than Sonic. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. Consistently better than Sonic. I'll okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, yep. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, but I do think you're pretty much you're probably spot on with the 2D collection with you know one two three knuckles um, uh, CD, CD and, and Marvel, Mania. High yeah. in the sky, not going to happen. Would be amazing if it did. Sonic Mania two. Oh, that won't feels happen. Like it needs to happen. It, it does feel like I feel like one thing that I know a lot of people want. I definitely want, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Is an actually is a port of the um, the Christian Whitehead releases of Sonic 1 2 three and knuckles because uh, they're only on mobile at the moment they're not playable on console and they are the best versions of those games hands down well, yeah um, and that's saying something because the three and knuckles doesn't exist but people are just accepting oh wait them. three and knuckles I thought there was a three and knuckles port. no he was no, meant oh. to, but that never came out well, only there some, you go one CD and two so, so I I think a Port of those, or possibly a bundle of those for consoles, would do very well and would be appreciated. A three D collection, although unlikely, would be nice. Uh, Personally, I'm hoping for a re release of Generations, which would make sense given that it's an anniversary title again. Maybe an updated Generations with things from the newer games. I so boom, but we'll say one thing that we haven't spoken about and. I think there's a reason for that, is the possibility of another 3D game, of a new 3D game. Look, I uh, don't think one will I, happen, and I think even if it does, it won't be the most well-received. I, I, look, I'm, I don't want to talk about a 3D game, and I think that's where we're going to end this bit. <laughs> and we're going to move straight into something from a 2D game that was very, very good. So here is a Lava Reef Act from sonic mania uh sorry Ladder reef act one from sonic mania uh on sin and 3d sonic games don't exist past the year 2004 you're listening to player one on sin
0: oh sorry, dude the song you just listened to is no one owns you by nick louise <laughs> Stop the hour man you're listening to Player One on Send. You can check us out at Player One on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out Player One on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, too. Wow, we got a really cool show coming up. We got a really good interview with family Jules. That's not like Jules like the crystals. It's like Jules like the name. And we also got a little cheeky Zach special quiz. Whoa! I'm really excited for what we got here for you today. Midboss by um, Midboss Mayhem is the next song. <laughs> <laughs> ah, And after that, Infertile Air by William Stratton on Sweet 16. Whoa, that's part of Sin Sweet 16. You can check that out on sin.org. You'll listen to Player One on Sin, <laughs> dude.
1: Just to correct you right quickly, dude. That's Grant Kirkhope tonight, not Family Jewels. We got a really cool, cool, pretty rad uh, interview coming up. And you could of course find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Omni FM at player one. And you can also look at Instagram, dude, or you can look on Twitter at player one to find more of our beautiful content. Uh, next song, well, Why don't you just like it? It's mid-boss mayhem. One of Grant Kirkhope's. In Fertile Air by Will Stratton from Sin's Sweet 16. Check that out on the Sunday Sweets show. You're listening to Player One on Sin. My name is Zach. I'm joined by Jacob, Thomas, and Nathan. And we are going to head into a special quiz. Not Jacob's special quiz. I'm running the show this week. Of course, the rules are staying largely the same. Uh, I'm going to read a question. Whoever shouts their name is uh, we'll buzz in, and if they get the answer right, they get a point. Uh, if they get the answer wrong, everyone else gets a chance to try and answer it. There are also some questions this week, which will have little extra bits of info. If you can add those on, you'll get a bonus point. Are you all feeling good? Feeling ready?
0: I just, Very much so, yes.
1: I just want to talk about the fact that you've had such <laughs> like a demanding win on every week that we decided, no, we're going to make you ask yes. the questions so you can't win. I'm like still going to claim row. victory over this. I didn't know the answers to some of these. I had to look some of them up to make sure I knew them. I don't know how many how many you guys will know. I know some of them are about games that you have played that I haven't. Ooh. Most of them aren't, though. Most of them are about <laughs> games that I've played that you might not have. We'll find out. Uh, so, shall we get into it? Yes. Okay, question one. The final season of the Castlevania Netflix show was released recently. Which game does the main character Trevor Belmont come from? Tom. Yep.
0: Castlevania 1. I don't know. Is there any other one? Wrong.
1: Ones? Damn. Jacob.
0: <laughs> Go. Um, it's from a 3D. They
1: did a the 3D one, uh, like a 3D moving around one. And I know it's that one, but I don't remember the name of it. It was really bad. If you can just give me like Castlevania, then like, whichever number it is, I will oh. give you a point. I'll give you a bonus point if you get the subtitle of the game. Castlevania 7 Wrong Nathan, yeah, but- you want to have a crack? Uh,
2: Castlevania 5
1: Wrong <laughs> I, I have no idea, Jacob, where you got It's a 3D game from It was the third game released Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse Oh, okay. yep. sure mm. Okay, moving on to our next question what is the name of Kratos's axe in God of War for PS4? Point. Nathan. I think I just heard Nathan there.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I've forgotten the name anyway. Um, that's, that's the question. The Leviathan Axe? The Leviathan Axe?
1: That is it. The Leviathan Axe. That is one point to Nathan. All right. Question three. It's fairly common knowledge that Ocarina of Time is the highest rated game on Metacritic. But what is the second highest rated? This Jacob, one really surprised me. Jacob. Jacob? The Last of Us 2? No. Damn it. Um, I will... Uh, Tom?
0: Mario Odyssey?
1: No. Damn, Mario Nathan, do you want to have a crack at it?
0: Uh,
1: I have no idea. It was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, yeah. Specifically the what? PlayStation 1 version. Or no. the PlayStation version. What? I read that. What the hell? Yeah, I was very surprised by that. I mean, I, I see it, it, but it's very surprising. Okay, moving on to question four. Including the recently announced Endwalker, how many Final Fantasy XIV expansions are there? I was playing the game for a reason. Jacob. Go. I'm going to go on a limb and say there, I have no idea here,
0: six No. Tom. Tom? It's in the title. It's 14. Definitely not. Damn. (laughs) But bold move. Nathan?
2: What was the question again?
1: So, including the recently announced Endwalker, how many Final Fantasy XIV expansions have been released? Uh, Are there?
2: Five?
1: So close, but no, there are four Heavensward, Stormblood, Shadowbringers, and then Endwalker. Very close, though. Oh. All right. Now, this is one that I'm almost certain uh, some people here will know. How many games are included in Rare Replay? Jacob, he says, You very don't unsure. sound sure. You mentioned this game last week, but you don't sound sure at all. Okay, well, this is a tough one because Rare Replay, you know, there's really only like four games that people play from that. Yep. Um, oh, uh, Battletoads, Conjure, one, two. Uh- <laughs> Are we count them? We counting them? I'm going to go 21 or two, 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 22. 22? No, it's higher. I'll say that. Oh, okay. Tom. Let's Tom? Go.
0: That's a higher round number.
1: 30 let's go you are correct there are 30 games included in rare replay wow look at me go all right so that i believe that is nathan and tom are tied on one point jacob picking up this gotta pick up the slack here all right question six the most recent release of minecraft java edition is version 1.16 what is this update commonly referred to as Nathan, go nathan
2: Uh, The Caves and Cliffs update.
1: No, no, that was the the Jacob.
2: Uh, It'll be the Nether update.
1: That is correct. Caves and Cliffs is 1.17, which hasn't (laughs) been released yet. It's just been announced. Close though.
0: Snapshots
1: are out. Uh, Snapshots are out, yes, but it hasn't been officially released yet. Uh, Question seven What is the subtitle of the upcoming new Mario Golf game? Jacob. Jacob? Mario Golf World Tour. No, that is the last Mario Golf game that was released many years ago. Damn it, uh,
0: Tom. Tom, Mario Golf and the Winter Olympics 2008. Sonic is there too. Sonic is there,
1: so- Sonic is there too. I, I, you had me until Sonic is there too. Not quite Oh damn, That's so close. Nathan, you want to have a guess? You have a, you have any ideas?
2: Uh. <sighs> I'm guessing it's called uh, Mario Golf All-Stars?
1: Not quite. It is Mario Golf Super Rush.
0: Oh.
1: All right. Which release of Mortal Kombat included the blood code? Jacob. Jacob? That was the Sega version. uh, The, I believe, Master Drive? No. Or the Genesis. Genesis. Yes. Yes, Genesis. Now, bonus point. What is the code? That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> Just let um, it p- push you a little further. Up, down, B, start. That's the Konami code, not quite. It is A B A C A B B. But you do get a point, you did get the console correct.
0: <laughs> was that the Konami code? That was a little short. It <laughs> was, that was a very code. short
1: Konami code. <laughs> okay, yeah, not quite the you know what I code mean. Code. It was a It was close enough. It was a code that resembles Konami. Yes. Uh, Moving on. Who is the main protagonist of Resident Evil 8? Tom. Jacob. Tom. Ethan Winters. That is correct. And for our last I
2: question, I should have remembered that because we had that question recently as well. Yes. Did that's we? That's how I remembered it. That's the only reason Did we have that, that question
0: it. recently? Yes, we did. Yep. Yes, nice,
1: we did. Nice... Oh, no. <laughs> we to make sure people are paying attention, though. I like oh, the... no. Oh, no. no. I'm mean. not
0: paying attention, apparently. I do remember uh, Lady Dimitrescu calling me. Yeah. Lady Dimitrescu. All right. Yep. Last question. Question 10. What are the
1: Australian dates for E3 2021? Jacob. Uh... Jacob, you better know this. Is it June 21st onto the 23rd? No. That is oh, very no. far off. You've got the month right. I'll give you that.
0: Oh, Tom, no. Oh, Tom, Nathan. Tom, I heard Tom first. June 15th to June 17th. You're much closer, but you're still
1: wrong. Nathan, you
2: want to have a crack at it? Uh, June 11th to June 13th.
1: You are close, but again, wrong. It is June 12th to the 15th. And I also Damn included it. this because my birthday is the 12th of June.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so I
1: believe that is a win for Jacob. No. No? We have a yeah, tie. We have a, a, oh, a three-way three way tie. We a three-way tie. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. See, none of you oh. won. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is exactly Uh, what we said before the recording that it wouldn't happen. We're like, I think all all this confusion is giving me a head rush. We are going to go into head rush. Was something real by current joys? That's on our Sweet 16 playlist over at Sin. We're talking about uh, a lot more of a serious topic uh, at the moment. As of tomorrow, recording the 27th of May, uh, all the way through to the 3rd of June, a full week in Australia is National Reconciliation Week. Uh, Reconciliation for those at home is. More than a word, reconciliation is a really important part uh, for all Australians everywhere to understand uh, the history and the border and the, the community around Aboriginal and Torres Strait-armed peoples. As a video game uh, radio show, we decided that we would take our part in this week and discuss video game and video game-related stuff around... Uh, Australia's native people. Yeah. So I forgot who I was passing to. I will jump in in that case
1: uh, and say that before we get into the topic of some actual games, I wanted to touch on a more um, fundamental, I think, aspect of this issue, which I think is education and accessibility. Hmm. Uh, The games industry is already very difficult to break into. uh, And that is only made harder by the um, boundaries that are kind of established by you know, um, I guess this lack of accessibility that comes from living in a you know minority community. Uh, so I did a bit of research and I uh, found out about a company uh, called Lugara, um, a wholly um, indigenous-owned company. Uh, I think based in um, Tasmania that focus on um, you know games and tech-related education, and I think that's a really sort of interesting and important aspect to look at because it's with it, without those sorts of foundations, without some way to sort of really, you know, build a solid ground and build up from that. It's very hard to break the cycle that, you know, again, lack of accessibility actually causes. So knowing that there is a business out there that is promoting education, I think is really important to look into and to try and find more ways of doing that is very beneficial. Uh, it helps people sort of change, not just themselves, but the industry as a whole. Uh, Nathan, what did you have to say?
2: Okay. Um, so I found out about a game, Jinnari. I don't think I I um, said that right. And it's uh, in the Western Desert language, Nganyachara. I probably butchered those. But, yeah, it's about teaching people um, that language, which is pretty cool. I think um, language has a very important part in culture. So it's very nice that, like, people can try and learn these languages through games. I I also um, found an article, which I think is very cool, about how games can actually really help with... with, uh, you know, learning and like contacting like information about indigenous culture and about how you know we can try and coexist and all that. I think, um, yeah, but I think the the idea of the week is very is very important and like I think it's very important that we. You know, I really respect this amazing culture that's been here for thousands of years and, you know, have just always been in Australia. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, I'm going to pass it to you.
1: All right. So we have my one. I decided I'd choose something that I saw um, get featured at last year's PAX Online. Um, so that was definitely worth having a look at. This game is called enchanted i double n c h a n t e d so enchanted like you know an in and enchanted but this game of course was created with the purpose of i guess looking at uh indigenous and first people's um culture and kind of showing that off in a game that allows for co-op and all that kind of stuff um, it has allowed for local indigenous culture Uh, and those voices to shine by um, having characters that are native to particular stories and um, beliefs, uh, whilst also being very, very accessible, as the game is somewhat like um, overcooked, actually. It's very high-octane, very easy to get into. It's very cutesy, very friendly. Um, And this game was created by uh, the company... It was created by a company named Dragon Bear Studios. Uh, the team behind it is a young group of up-and-coming game developers uh, championing, championing uh, diverse, queer, and Indigenous voices into the local video game industry. With Enchanted, the team uh, has spotlighted Indigenous culture in a way that makes it accessible and welcoming for everyone. Uh, so definitely check that out if you get the chance. Uh, the game even won... Uh, well, not won, sorry. The game even got nominated... Uh, as Australia's video game representative for play, uh, for the Europlay Games Contest. A, ga- uh, a contest is very similar to Eurovision, but is more game, um, I guess, oriented. And we can only suggest that this week you take the time to really look in and search for more you can do to be a part of Reconciliation Week. And this week's, that's not this week, this year's theme is do not just say. So if you can do something... I very much suggest you do. Maybe supporting your local uh, Indigenous game creators or local Indigenous games is the way to go. But until then, we're going to move on to our next song. And our next song is a bit of a classic here, Hey Soul Sister by Train.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another little interview moment with Player One. My name is Dem. I'm here with Jacob and Nick and our special guest, Grant Kerbhope. How are you going? I'm very good. How are you? That's all right. How are you? So exciting. Um, If you're unaware of who we are talking to, Grant is of course of rare fame, composing music for Banjo-Kazooie, DK64, GoldenEye, Perfect Duck, and now Ukulele, Warcraft, and even Minecraft. How exciting. I am truly thrilled, personally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure everyone else here is as well. Very exciting. I'm glad. It's uh, you know, when you read off that list, it seems a bit like, it, did I really do it? It's it's like, you know, it seems like such a lot of a good games. So I've been, I've been very lucky.
0: We read it and we're like, wow, you're like a superstar.
3: Yeah, I you're talking to I us. Talk to my wife. She'll she put you straight about that.
0: <laughs> Sweet, this is amazing. I've got a I've got a big fat question for you. I've been thinking about it for a very long time. All right. So we'll we'll open up with this one. So obviously you've you've Compose some of the greatest uh games in my opinion personally donkey kong 64 and banjo kazooie are games that i grew up with um however i want to know what the what the prelude to your rare career was after seeing like recently you posted by recently like maybe like in the last six seven months you posted that you hung out with van halen and he gave you a guitar
3: well, yes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. It's um, kind of
0: wild. How did you get... So how did you get onto the the path down to hanging out with Van Halen? And then from Van Halen, how did you get to Rare?
3: So after I left college at like 22, I did a proper music degree. I was a trumpet player. I was a self-taught like metal guitar player from the age of 12. I started trumpet at like six. So I did the proper classical thing through school and stuff. And then I uh, went to university at 18 to 22. I really went because it meant it was four years about not getting a job. You know, I could just spend four more years dossing about. You know, not getting a job. So I didn't really want to be a classical trumpet player, but you know, I was good at it, so I went. Um, and then when I went, and then after that, I came home, and I, you know, I was in like um, I played in metal bands all the time. You know, sort of during that period, my, my dream was to be in like Judas Priest or Iron Maiden. That's what I wanted to do, really, something like that. Um, you know, a massive Van Halen fan, of course. Uh, so, but so I went up at 22. I just ended up playing in local bands in the area. I guess like you guys have got pub rock over there. It's just like that, that playing that pub rock, covers bands, trying to make money. A couple of other metal bands I played for, we got like little albums on indie labels and stuff like that. Um, and then I joined a band called Zoot in the Roots. who were quite a big UK, um, like soul funk band. I played with on trumpet. We did quite a lot of stuff for them. You know, we were a very big uni band back then. Did a lot of, you know, so they're very well known. I did that for quite a long time, actually, probably like seven years. And I kind of made money out of that. But um, I was sort of basically, I we call it the dole in the UK when you, on the dole, when you claim unemployment benefit, and not if you call it that in Australia, and it's that. So that's kind of off and on unemployment benefit, plenty bands, pub rock, all that. And then a, a, a friend of mine, a, a band called Little Angels, who are quite a big UK rock band, we had a number one album in the UK. They say, but one of a horn section. so, you know, there aren't too many long-end trumpet players, you know. <laughs> you know so, so I played trumpet for them with a friend of mine on trombone and later a guy on sax. And so... They, they, they did really well. So bigger than the UK, but we did some big support tours. So like we opened up for like, Bon Jovi in a six-week European tour on the I'll Sleep On I'm Dead tour, playing these massive stadiums, like 90,000 sort of arenas. It was just incredible. I think it was all yeah, Billy Idol and Bon Jovi. It was, it was good fun. Billy Idol was a great laugh. Uh, you just say we, it so offhandedly. It's like, oh, yeah, I, just yeah. a know, couple of I, the Golden I, Boys. It's fine. Like, <laughs> last time, like, what we did back then, we did a the big six-week Van Halen tour around, around Europe as well. Um, I was like playing sort of Wembley Arena sort of sizes. So sort of I guess like 10,000 seaters um, and like, um, you know, being a guitar player, you know, Eddie was my absolute God idol. And so to, to be on a tour with them, I couldn't believe it. And like, he was such a nice friendly man. And I'm not trying to say sort of just because he's passed away. He really is. He really was a seriously nice man. And I sort of spent every day of that six week tour talking to him. I kind of thought, I'm never going to meet him ever again. This is my chance to ask him every question I've ever wanted to ask him ever. You know, so... You know, and we all got friendly with the band because it was super nice to us, really friendly guys. And we got to Paris. It was the last show before coming back to the UK for the two last shows in the UK. And um, I said to Eddie, can I have a picture with him? There's a picture of me with long hair. uh, You can find it on on Twitter. He said, yeah, sure, Grant. So I took the picture. Grant, can can I have a word with you? I thought, oh, God, I've done something wrong. You know, he didn't like the picture of, oh, my God. You know, he took it to this little room by the side, just me and him, and shut the door. I thought, this is a bit strange you know uh, he said look man he said you know just you know we've been friends friends over the last few weeks i thought, you know i want to give you a guitar i was like you're kidding right and i said i am happy with a plectrum honestly I, a plectrum would be fine." you know he said no no i've got a guitar coming for you it's coming to wembley, wembley arena i just thought i mean i couldn't believe it and then he kissed me right <laughs> i think that eddie right, honestly the truth is right he's anybody that knows him will tell you he, he's a real kisser right he kisses all, all the time so I remember we were doing a gig in Essen in Belgium and it was a, and me and the drummer from Little Angels was Mark Richardson, and our place was Clunk and Nancy. Um, uh, we were waiting backstage to say, we really enjoyed the show that like we did every night, you know. And Eddie came out, we, they've all got these little bathrobs with a name on the thing, and he came out with his thing and he was looking we're depressed and we are like, what's wrong Eddie? He said, oh, terrible show, man. And we were like, what? We thought it was actually fantastic, it blew our balls off, you know. So, uh, so he goes, oh, cheers guys. He kissed us both on the lips like that. And, like, you know, that was the first time a bit unexpected. Uh, and we both walked across the car park, because the hotel was just across the car park, like, not talking to them, kind of looking at us So just like, you know, Eddie's kissed us, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, no. just like, <laughs> you know. so, super nice manner, you know. So we did those big tours. We did like we did that Brad Adams when he was, uh, you know, that, that big hit from the Robin Hood film, the uh, Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Like, we did a big UK tour with him. We just did football stadiums, like twenty, thirty thousand. So 30,000, I guess a bit bigger than that. We ended up at Wembley Stadium, the old Wembley Stadium, it's was 70,000 people, so... We did these, you know, genuinely giant gigs, and we obviously we were the opening act, the support band, you know. So anyway, so that all went on, right? So after a while, Little Angels decided to split up. So I was back to pub rock, you know, kind of thing, thirty-five pounds a night, you know. That was it, on my guitar that Eddie gave me <laughs> in pub rock, you know. Uh, so um, uh, and I met a friend of mine who was in one of the local bands that I played for called Robin Beanland. Um, who's a keyboard player said, ooh, I've got a job. I was like, what? Like, knowing that I knew you got a job, all, all of us just played in bands and stand on the door and all that, that's what we did, yeah. What a mood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, like, you know, he said, well, yeah, I'm going to go work for a company called Ray. I was like, never heard of them." What do they do? It was just about 1993, I think, something like that. Uh, and he said, well, you know, they do video games and I'm, that's it, I'm off. So I was like, put me know. So off he went. So at this point, I was, got to like 1994, I was 32. And I was still living at home with my mother. Never moved out, <laughs> apart from the four years at college. I was dreadful uh, and Robin said to me, look, Grant, you know, you've been on the door for like 11 years, practically on and off. Don't you think it's time you got a job? And I was like, well, you know, what can I do? So why don't you try writing music for video games? Like I'm doing. And I was like, Pfft. you know, I mean, I think it was when I was at college, right. I was super bad at harmony. Like I failed the exam three years out of four. I was so bad at it. I was dreadful. Like, you know, I just, I thought I'm never going to pass this. I'm just too stupid to do it. You know, I said, well, I'll have a go. So I bought an Atari ST with a mega Ram because mega Ram was big in those days. Copy of Cuba, so you know, program.
1: That was only a snippet of our fifty minute interview with Mr. Grant Kirkhope. If you would like to hear the rest of the interview, please keep an eye on our socials at player1sin on Twitter and Instagram, and Player One on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as the interview will go up in its entirety in the very near future. Of course, we would like to say thank you to Mr. Kirkhope, and as a tribute to Mr. Kirkhope, we're going to go into another song. This is Gruntilda's Lair from Banjo Kazooie. Feels pretty appropriate. Then you just heard Gruntilda's Lair from Banjo Kazooie, a song written by the one and only Grant Kirkhope. Now we just had an interview with Grant Kirkhope. If you missed the snippet just before, if you'd like to hear the entirety of the fifty-minute uh, interview, please check out the podcast realm at Player One. Uh, on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. And if you'd like to be updated on when new interviews happen, please follow us on Player 1 Sin on Twitter and Instagram. Now, unfortunately, we are coming to the end of tonight's episode, but don't get too uh, disappointed because I have a little bit of news. Player 1's YouTube channel, Player 1 Sin, will be reviving as we start putting up weekly updates and actually putting in a news show. On video format. Get excited for that and definitely check it out. And of course, we have more interviews coming up in the lead up to E3. So that is definitely, definitely exciting. And we hope to hear from you next week as we have another interview planned. Ooh, that's exciting. Now, following up this show will be the wonderful, wonderful Nervous Nellies Electronica show. So definitely, definitely say hi to them and keep listening in to SIN.